What's up, everybody? It's the Roundtable Sports Podcast. My name is Taylor McLean, and today we're going to take a look at the Chicago Bears' 41-17 victory over the Jacksonville Jaguars. I wanted to watch this game to really take a look at Mitchell Trubisky and the Chicago Bears' offense, so we might as well start off with them and how they kind of put this together. They did a good job of making a sweat a little bit as far as the Jacksonville Jaguars winning this game and not winning the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes, which of course will likely be most of my Jaguars time. But at the same time, you know, that it was exciting for them to have some moments for the Jaguars and, but the bears really did a good job of keeping them in the game until they weren't, they really turned it on in the second half and pulled away in a big way. And that's kind of, representative of Mitchell Trubisky's time with the Bears. There's certainly been times where he flashes, where you see the athletic ability, where you see the arm that is not top 10 by any means, but certainly more than serviceable at the same time. He has a lot more than Andy Dalton or the other kind of dead arm game manager type quarterbacks. There's definitely physical tools there, and he's got wheels. Now, he's probably not as fast as Danny Dimes or as shifty as Kyler Murray or anything like that for certain, but when you see him move and around the pocket and when you see him use those legs, it is something nice that I like. And I think that a lot of his success as of late has to do with him running the ball more and being more willing to run the ball. Now, it's hard to say that when he had two carries for 10 yards, but one of those was a touchdown. And recently, he has been moving around a lot better and been not willing to take a hit exactly, but still willing to put himself a little bit in jeopardy and run more often. And it really works for him. It makes the defense focus on him more. There's less eyes on everything else. And if we've seen anything from this season – Eye candy absolutely matters when it comes to an offense. That's why you've seen so many jet sweep motions. You see the motion in the backfield. It's all to take the eyes of the defense somewhere else so they can go the other way. Misdirection is a highly used antic of the offense. It always has been and always will be. Fooling the defense is a lot better than running into it a lot of the time. So that's why you have your counters, etc. And it certainly hasn't been perfect for Mitchell at any point. You know, if the play doesn't go exactly his way, if he doesn't know kind of exactly what's going to happen in the first two seconds of the play, then a lot of times that play can go awry. I wish that he would pull down the ball and run with it even more than he is right now. Two certainly isn't enough carries, but still, even with just having two carries, it did feel like he was moving around more and he has been since they put him back in. And I just think there's a certain amount that a quarterback needs to run to put the defense on its heels a little bit more. And he has that amount of athletic ability that he can really take advantage of it. He has a certain amount of speed. He can outrun pretty much all of the defensive linemen, maybe not all of them exactly because there are some freaks out there, but pretty much most of the defensive linemen he's outrunning and even some linebackers. Now, I know last year he got hurt running the ball, and I got to think that was in his head a little bit to start. But when you get benched and then have to sit on the sideline and then you're going for a contract because he is a free agent at the end of this year, 
there's a lot of things that go through your head, I've got to imagine. And I think he, he's been a lot more willing since then, not being such a big baby about it like it felt like before. I've always been left wanting as far as him running the ball. Now, certainly we've learned through multiple injuries of other players that you have to walk that fine line between going crazy with it, but I still think you need to have a floor as far as using your quarterback. If anything goes from this season for Chicago and even for Kyler Murray in this last game, you have to run, and especially when you're dynamic and you're not just Tom Brady sitting back there and able to pick apart the defense with your mind. Really, you have to have a certain amount of athleticism and, you know, really arm talent to this point to get the opportunity to grow and become that quarterback. You know, we've seen with Josh Rosen, he was just as likely as any of those guys that came out in his quarterback class, but he just didn't have the same amount of arm talent and he didn't have the same amount of athleticism. He was kind of a pocket passer that just couldn't get there. You know, he didn't have the time to, or the leash really, to get that time to develop the mental side where you can beat the defense with your mind. That's where the sweet spot comes in is you've got all this athleticism and this talent still, but you've also had enough time to develop. And he was especially behind the eight ball just because he didn't start a lot of games for North Carolina and didn't really get a lot of playing time in that way. So I think Bill Parcells had said that there was a certain amount of games that you need to play before he would draft you. He had a whole bunch of rules that may or may not apply at this point as far as drafting a quarterback, but that was definitely one of them. And you can't deny that the experience of a quarterback absolutely has everything to do with how they're able to read a defense, how they are able to, you know, make changes. And certainly it helps to be in the same offense and, you know, it's been up and down as far as Chicago goes, but they're supposed to, you know, Matt Nagy's supposed to be a offensive guru at this point. That's his side of the ball. And while it's looked a lot more creative recently, it also has to do with they've been playing really bad defensive fronts for a little while now. I mean, their surge in running the ball corresponds to playing the Lions, the Texans, the Vikings, who got run all over by Alvin Kamara, and then the Jaguars. I'll wait while you tell me which one of those front sevens yes, you're scared of because you're not scared of any of them. So I got to think that that has had a lot to do with the resurgence of this team. Having the ability to run the ball and play off of that has meant everything to them. And certainly, I'm not trying to defame David Montgomery, who we'll get to in a moment, but I'm just saying that has a lot to do with Mitch's success too. Even his rushing touchdown was off bootleg action where everybody went for David Montgomery. So that certainly has corresponded with them playing a lot better. Now, certainly it's having Mitch being better than Nick Foles, I believe, but still, I'm not really convinced that it's still a great situation. And, you know, it just depends on kind of what they decide to do in the off season, how this is going to work out as far as next year goes. But really, Chicago has a chance for the playoffs. And, you know, they, they have to win this next game against the Packers. Now, the Green Bay Packers still need to win this game. So this will be a good test for Chicago as far as if are they ready to really get things done. Is the line better? That's the biggest question for me. And certainly it has a lot to do with the evaluation of Mitchell Trubisky as well, is this offensive line really doesn't impress me all that much. And like I said, they've been better, 
but I just wonder if that's been a function of who they've been playing. The Eric Kendrickless Vikings were a disaster, which is you know something for Chicago to cheer for, I guess. But I just don't know if it's real. I'm just not so sure that it is. And it looks like I'm going to get my chance to see because the Packers definitely don't want to end up losing that number one seed when that's the only team that gets a bye this year. So I'm a little skeptical on the Mitch Trubisky, you know, resurgence. I'm a member of a lot of groups in uh, Facebook and I see a lot of things where they say, how you like me now, you know, putting stats that are, you know, not representative of everything where you put him against Deshaun Watson and Patrick to try and justify that pick. There's nothing to justify that pick. And certainly Patrick was very raw, but I mean, what happened in the game where Deshaun Watson played Mitchell Trubisky in college? I mean, you couldn't look at that and see, I don't know, something very flawed about that logic, but it is what it is. You can't go back to that now. And like I said, I like the way he's been playing, but I just wonder if it's fool's gold. And the thing about it is they're going to have to make a decision. They declined his fifth-year option. And I wonder kind of what their options are going to be drafting in the middle of the draft because they played, you know, pretty well. And they've got this record where they're going to be drafting in the middle of the draft at best. So are they going to be able to have a really nice lily pad to jump to as far as having another quarterback in line? I don't think that it's Nick Foles. You know, Nick has obviously proven on the biggest stage that he's capable of taking a team all the way, but he's not raising the tides here. That was a really good team that just had everything go right at a certain time. So that's clearly not the answer either. And they're going to have to figure out what they're going to do there. And they're also going to have to figure out what they're going to do with Allen Robinson. Because make no mistake, Allen Robinson is this passing game. And it's my desire to see Allen Robinson with a really good quarterback. You know, somebody that makes reads, somebody that can hit him downfield. I mean, I have all kinds of destinations picked out for Allen Robinson. Honestly, if they're going to keep Mitchell, they have to keep Allen Robinson. So hopefully they come to a deal and then either franchise or actually re-sign him because he has been great. And I'd love to see him back in Jacksonville. Spoiler alert, I mean, they're not going to do that. But, I mean, I just I want to see him with a quarterback that actually can do things beyond what, you know, the first or second read and make no mistake. Allen Robinson is the first read of nearly every play for them. 13 targets, you know, his target share has been outrageous all season and he makes all kinds of plays for these quarterbacks. So he'll be one of the more interesting storylines this off season. Where does he land? I don't really have a lot of reservations about him as far as where he would land. I would expect him to have a Stefan Diggs kind of landing if he got with the right quarterback. So I'm excited to see kind of what happens there. But I got to think that Chicago knows that they can't afford to let him go because he is the most explosive weapon that they have. Now, he's not traditionally explosive like Tyree Kill with the speed and the like, but his route running, his body control, his hands – his ability to go up and get balls. I mean, just everything you want in a more possession-oriented receiver, 
and he's plenty fast. I mean, he got he had the big injury, but he's come back from that. So that was a big miss from the Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't think they'd have done anything with it anyway with their quarterback play to this point, but still, Allen Robinson is the truth, and I like his play, and I will be trying to take advantage of leagues where he gets underdrafted if he does get out of Chicago. But if he stays in Chicago, they're going to have to pay him. The franchise tag is uh, probably going to be $17 million or $18 million or so. So that's a lot of cash for a wide receiver, but he, he's worth it. And he will get top flight wide receiver money from someone, I believe, because he really looks the part on film and really does everything you'd want from a wide receiver at this point. So he is one of my wide receiver spirit animals. I really like the way he plays the game. Now, the rest of the wide receivers, I'm not as hype on. Jimmy Graham has had a good season for what he is. I mean, he's just not the same player he was, you know, back when he had younger legs, but he's still huge, and he can still go up and get the ball, and he does just fine for this offense. And, you know, it's a situation where, you know, they really want to count on the tight end. So that's been really nice for him. I don't like – I like Darnell Mooney, but I don't know how much I like him as far as, you know, do I think he's like a draftable second option in this offense with the quarterback play being what it is? I don't think so, but he has talent. Absolutely. I like Cole Komet too. I like Anthony Miller just fine, but he hasn't really showed us too terribly much to this point. But then again, with the compromise line, with the quarterback play the way it is, it really takes an Allen Robinson type talent to really show out in this offense. So that'll be interesting to see where he lands. Um, I'm also interested to see where David Montgomery starts getting drafted next year. You know, playoff blowups have a tendency to really inflate the draft price of a player. Now, if you're a player like Derrick Henry, you come through in the clutch and you continue to deliver despite those expectations. But I'm not so sure that I'm going to be drafting David Montgomery higher than a lot of options unless there's some major changes made to this offensive line. So if you're talking about David Montgomery in the second or third round, I think that's something I'm going to pass on. Now, it certainly depends on how the quarterback situation susses itself out for certain. And like I said, they can make a lot of changes to the offensive line. But this has been kind of an aberration that he's played so well down the stretch. Now, before I finish with that thought, I do want to say that screw you, Matt Nagy, or whoever made the decision to put Artavis Pierce in there and let him get that touchdown. You don't give a crap about fantasy, and that really hurt my feelings. But let me finish my – now, let me go back to the real world. David Montgomery played great down the stretch, but he had been running this way the whole time. David Montgomery runs hard nearly every play. I love the way he runs the ball, and I certainly – think that he's going to be a centerpiece of this offense and he's really shown us that with blocking he can do so it's just a question of who can they block they've been playing some extremely depleted front seven during this run so I'm wondering if it's a little bit of fool's gold that a schedule produced that they got to take advantage of all these different things we'll see how they run the ball against the Packers that's uh, that's kind of the test for me I want to see them against a more legit defense to see if this is real so I can know how much to trust David Montgomery next year. Now, also remember that this is without Tariq Cohen. He tore his ACL or whatever it was in his knee. I believe it was an ACL, but I can't remember exactly. And, you know, that was early on in the season. So he'll likely be back 
I don't think Artavis Pierce, curse your name, is going to be really doing that much either. But, you know, Tariq Cohen is a different animal. He can take away a lot of the receptions. Not that he was getting a ton of receptions, but he was more involved in that, you know, since Tariq had been gone and since Corderell has been gone as well. That certainly didn't hurt his production at all to have, you know, really a dominant share of the carries. They really started blowing that out, you know, recently when Corderell went out. And, you know, it makes all the difference in the world to kind of have a gang share of those touches. And really, they kind of took their foot off the gas a bit with Jacksonville once they couldn't keep up, which was unfortunate. You know, David could have really racked up more. But that's more of a fantasy wish than a football wish. Football, it makes more sense to kind of keep him healthy because you're going to have to ride him down the stretch. The question is, can you block the Packers to the point that you can do that? I just don't know that I think this line has just really turned the corner, you know, in these last four weeks. I don't really know that I believe that. It hasn't been good. You know, Leno, I just don't know. I just don't know. I want to see it against a good defense. I'll be watching next week, and it's good because both these teams have something to play for. So that makes me excited about that part of it. And uh, like I said, I love David Montgomery. I'm just going to be monitoring where his average draft position is, you know, especially when I, if I don't see changes to this offensive line. Let's move on to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, I liked certain things about the Jacksonville performance. Certainly, they played good enough to kind of make it exciting to a certain point, but they also didn't screw this up and win the game. Now, I know it's tough to watch your team lose – Uh, Mark Cuban said that's the toughest thing as an owner because you take it personally. But in this instance, obviously for the Jacksonville Jaguars, there was nothing to play for here. Gardner Minshew was fun. He's not an NFL starter. Mike Glennon has a penchant for going deep that I appreciate. He is not an NFL starter. Mike Glennon and probably Gardner Minshew, both NFL backups. And I don't want that to sound negative because you know what? That means that you are one of the best 60 quarterbacks on the planet. It just doesn't mean that you're a top 15 quarterback. And that makes it a lot easier to win when you have one of those guys. Certainly there aren't that level of quarterback that exists. Otherwise everybody'd have one. And then, you know, it'd be like a max player situation in the NBA, but quarterback is a more nuanced situation than the NBA You know, stars can be more positionless and have different positions, et cetera, and and play the game differently. But for football, quarterback, you got to have certain things. And, you know, I got to think that if you are a Jacksonville Jaguars fan, you know, you're excited about James Robinson. He played great. He didn't get to play today, which is a bummer for, for those that he got here. He had a great season. I love the way he looks. I think he's absolutely an NFL running back, and that's exciting. And it was cool to see DJ chart go out there and look like a competent wide receiver again and to get the touchdown. His touchdown was very Hopkins-esque. And I love LaVisca's Chenault. Chris Conley is an NFL receiver on a low level. Keenan Cole Sr. I mean, there are pieces here that I like. Absolutely. They found some different things, and hopefully they find the brain trust that keeps bringing in players to keep the positioning and they keep improving the offensive line. They've been working more on the defense, it feels like, but they need to work on the offensive line, no doubt, to continue to you know keep these options going. So there's a lot of the things to be excited about, but the 
biggest excitement. The reason that Jacksonville Jaguars should feel like they're walking on air is they have secured the Trevor Lawrence pick. Now, there's talk that maybe he goes back, all this, blah, blah, blah. No, 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 no. He's going to secure that money. He's going to go to Jacksonville. Jacksonville is absolutely going to pick him. He's not a once-in-a-lifetime prospect, but he's as good a quarterback as that has come out in several years. And certainly, you know, not every college quarterback works out. You know, they're talking about Matt Leinart. You know, he was a no, can't-miss number one pick and then went 10th and then was out of the league and then looks handsome on – his pregame show. So certainly not everybody that's can't miss, you know, always hits, but man, you got to feel like you won the Super Bowl if you're the Jacksonville Jaguars by losing this game. Because, you know, securing that pick over New York, that means everything. Now, Justin Fields, the other quarterbacks that are in this class, they might be great. Maybe they're better than Trevor Lawrence. We just don't know how it's going to translate. Trevor is surrounded and has been surrounded by immense talent at Clemson, no doubt, you know, several first round picks, you know, all kinds of stuff, but it look he looks great. And I got to think that you have to feel good because you're going to be able to bring this guy in. I have a couple of Houston Texans in my life and they're bummed because he's going to be in their division and kind of raises the tide of their, you know, ceiling going forward. Because, I mean, in the NFL, you can franchise, you know, you have the ability to re-sign a little bit easier. You know, you don't lose players that you don't want to lose quite as often. But, man, it's just a big, big deal for Jacksonville to have that. And I have a Jacksonville Jaguar in my life as, as it happens. And he said, you know what, what does it matter if we can't protect him? It means everything. You can always just pour money in that offensive line you know, when you have the quarterback, you can invest in the offense with confidence. You can have confidence that you will be relevant when you have one of these guys. When you have one of these big-time quarterbacks, you can be relevant on any given year. And then, you know, if he's not good, then you don't pay him. Certainly, you need to take as many shots as you can until you find your guy. Arizona is a great example. Drafted Josh Rosen, didn't work out. Drafted Kyler Murray. I love that. Yes taking your shots until you get your guy. And certainly Kyler struggled last week, but whatever. He looks good. I love the way he plays the game. And I'm excited for Jacksonville Jaguars fans that they're going to have a chance to have that elite quarterback, you know, as good a chance as anyone's had recently. I mean, Joe Burrow's great. I love Justin Herbert. Tua, book still out, whatever. I mean, I got to think that they would have drafted Trevor Lawrence had he come out first over any of those guys. And Joe Burrow had a historic season. Maybe they don't over him. Maybe. I feel like Trevor Lawrence, if he'd have been eligible, would have you know, probably still been the pick. That's how good he is. That's how much everybody thinks of him. And I'm excited, you know, as this football season wraps up, to kind of get into the college film so I know exactly how I'm feeling. I don't get to watch as much college football as I would like when I'm going so hard on the NFL games. But – if you're Jacksonville, you just won the proverbial offseason Super Bowl and you should be spiking footballs, you know, chugging beers, you know, maybe, you know, spraying it out like they do in the locker room with the champagne and whatnot, because man, this is a huge deal to get this done and even better to do it in entertaining fashion. You know, there's pieces on defense, your secondary needs work. You drafted somebody for that. They're going to get better likely. So Exciting for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Certainly, 
you know, the game was what it was. I'm not really interested in what a Mike Glennon, you know, situation really is going to be going forward. But you know what? If he's their backup, whatever. If it's Gardner, whatever. They have NFL chops to win games if they need to. But, man, winning this sweepstakes means everything. I thought they were out. I thought there was no way that the Jets could screw this up. But, I mean, they did. And it is what it is, you know, NFL tanking is a little different and, you know, there's only 16 games and these coaches jobs are on the line and these players jobs are on the line. If they put out bad film, they might not get their next job. And these are highly leveraged situation. They're trying to really do all they can to get every dollar. And I do not blame them a single bit. Get your money, play as long as you can because, and play as hard as you can because this NFL career can be fleeting 10 year guys are not the norm. They're the ones we all know their name, but the NFL career averages, I think it's three and a half years. So get your money, guys. Play hard, and congratulations to the Jacksonville Jaguars on the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. I'm I'm jealous. You know, I'm a Cowboys fan, but and certainly I wouldn't trade our rosters for them, but it's cool to have that you know, potential to have that big time guy that could potentially be the best. I mean, who knows? I don't think he's going to be as good as Patrick, but I mean, he has that upside. He has that top five upside. That's the cool thing about it. Those guys don't come around all that often. And sometimes they quit in the middle of their career, like Andrew Luck. So, well, I don't think Trevor Lawrence is that guy. We'll see how his career plays out. Andrew Luck got hammered for a long time. So I don't really fault him for taking his money and going home, but Man, I'm jealous because I think if I could have played NFL football, I would have played for literally every snap and probably then five more. So only if I was taller, if only I was a baller, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, that's all I've got for this game. Appreciate your time. Hopefully you took this information that I gave you all year and you won your league. We're going to keep going and I'm going to keep evaluating everything so you don't have to. And, you know, kind of getting you up to date on what's happening in the drafts. I'm going to be doing best ball drafts throughout the offseason. So I kind of know what everything's happening in the league, you know, doing it for cash. So hopefully it's serious players and I can get a really feel for how the drafts are going so that when it comes draft time, everybody's 100 percent ready. And then everybody that listens to me goes out there and they crush their leagues. That's the goal, right? Winning is fun. Losing is not fun. I lost two championship games just because of various reasons and Alvin Kamara and Devonte Adams is who I'll put it on. But you know, this is why we're here. I'm going to keep bringing it. Look for the videos this week and have a great rest of your day.